Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Gaming Gig Podcast, we're talking about the first year of Nintendo Switch Online's expansion pack. If you're like me, and I know that you are like me in some ways, you were pretty pumped about this expansion pack. I was last year? Yes, last year around October time, as a matter of fact, because it launched on October the 25th of last year. Um, you know, the big thing for us, I think, was N64 games. Yeah. Right? And then they said they were going to add Genesis, Genesis games, and we were like, cool. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't played one. Yeah. I have played the N64 games. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I was super excited about the N64. But what a lot of people weren't excited about was how much it cost. Yes. Yeah. So let's break down those costs. So it was going to, it, it is, and as a matter of fact, to this day, still $49.99 for 12 months. Uh, compared to $19.99 a year for the regular subscription. So that's like NSO without the expansion pack. So you get just uh, Nintendo, uh, the original NES and SNES games. Uh, or if you're like us, you can get eight people and pay $79.99 for a year of the family plan. Right, and that includes the in, the expansion pack yes. for 80 bucks. And if you get eight up to eight people, that brings it down to... $10 per person per year, which is, in my mind, that's pretty good price for what you get. But uh, the $50, if you're just buying it by yourself, then it becomes a little harder pill to swallow. For sure. Yeah. And the other day, I was just sitting around the house, mm -hmm. and I got an email. And it was Nintendo saying, hey, uh, make sure that your payment method is up to date, because soon you're going to get auto-charged for the next year of this thing. Right. And I was like, oh, we've had it for a year. Yeah. So I figured year. it would be fun to, you know, come on and kind of talk about that year and yeah, whether what, or not we thought it was worth the crap. Was it worth it? And will it be worth it in the next year? Right. Because right? it has changed. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, like they've added things. They haven't taken anything away, obviously. Yeah. But they've added things. So, you know, they're trying to add value to the service. Is it more worth it this year? Was it worth the $50 or $70, $80, really? 80 bucks mm -hmm. that we spent amongst eight people. <laughs> Yeah. I think we had eight people, didn't we? Did oh, we yeah, max yeah. it out? Yeah, we maxed it out. Yeah. For sure. I'm hoping those same eight people want to re-up it. Um, yeah. I'm Otherwise, sure. we'll either have to pay a couple dollars more or, or find add somebody more. else. I'm sure we can find other people. Yeah. But yeah, so like, uh, tell me this. Over the last year, have you used the expansion pack? Have you played any N64 NSO games? Have you played any Genesis games? Have you used it? So I used the... I haven't played very much Genesis at all, actually. I, I did when it first came out. I played a little bit of uh, Echo the Dolphin. Okay, yeah. Um, and that game is really cool, uh, but I didn't you know, play it for any substantial amount of time. I'd already played a little bit of it through emulation mm -hmm. um, prior to that. Uh, as far as the N64 games goes, I've just, I've like dabbled in a bunch of them. I've like jumped in and jumped out and tested them out and, you know, had some fun with Star Fox and things like that. Uh, but I haven't really like just gone through and like cover to cover to any of them, which you know, I want to do Paper Mario. I know you've, you're either doing that or recently finished that. I don't know if you beat it or not, but uh, I want to do that one. Um, but what I've probably done more than anything is, is played those uh, Mario Kart uh, booster pass courses. Yeah. And, and that's another thing we haven't mentioned about this. Yeah. It's not just the N64 and Genesis games. You also get access to uh, DLC for various games, mm -hmm. specifically Animal Crossing, Splatoon 2, and Mario Kart. Yes. And I think that's it. There could be one more that I'm missing, but I think it, for mm. sure those three. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that might be it. But anyway, I, they'll probably add more to that in the future. And those Mario Kart courses come out like sporadically. Mm -hmm. And that's going to continue for like the next year. So, 
you know, that right there is almost worth it for me just because I love Mario Kart. Yeah, I think that if you're, especially if you're dividing it up, then, yeah. you know, those, you're probably paying less than it would just cost to buy those, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those booster pass courses oh, yeah. that are part of Mario Kart. So you're definitely getting your money's worth, even if you just do that. I think a lot of the DLCs, you're probably, if you just, you know, like say you're a big Animal Crossing fan mm-hmm. or the Octo expansion for Splatoon 2 or these, you know, these booster pass courses, they, uh, I think you're definitely getting your money's worth if you're splitting it. Like mm-hmm. we recommend. Yeah. If you can at Get all people. find people and make it happen, because then it becomes, it's not really a question of, is it worth it at that point? Because it's such a low investment. If you're doing it at that lowest possible rate. Yeah. I mean, it's $10 per person for a year. Yeah. If you have eight people on a family plan and that's, you know, you can do the math on that, but that's very cheap. But in terms of like, has it been worth it for you this year? It sounds like yes, but maybe only because you, we split it amongst eight people. Yeah, if I had paid fifty dollars, you know, I don't know that I would feel that I got my money's worth. Right. But that's on me, you know. Like I, I didn't prioritize those in sixty four games. Like maybe I would like to. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is like it's cool to have it available to you, uh, you know. And then the question is, is will you use it? Uh, I, I know personally, I have played through. Oh, I also played some Yoshi Story. Sorry. Oh yeah, Yoshi Story. Yeah, I actually played that game all the way through. I played mm-hmm. Yoshi Story, and um, I played Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, I think, might be the only two N sixty four games that I've really. I may have like dabbled in some others, but in terms of like played from you know, all the way through on mm-hmm. NSO expansion pack. Um, those are the only two I've played. Now, that being said, and I also didn't use any DLCs, but that being said, the uh, Paper Mario is not a cheap game. Mm-hmm. And uh, being yeah. able just to play through that game just by itself, to me, was worth the $10 I spent this mm-hmm. year, uh, for sure. You know, it's definitely There's a cheap. lot of games on there that aren't cheap. And that that goes for the base NSO and the expansion pack. Right, I mean, yeah, 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 for sure. I keep I bring this up every week, it seems like now, but with base NSO, you could play Earthbound. And Earthbound, if you buy a cartridge of Earthbound, you're like, that's like a dang mortgage payment. Yeah, I know. Man, I started looking into uh, Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Is that, that GameCube? Yeah, GameCube. Very expensive game. I mean, like, I couldn't find anything cheaper. Like, just a disc by itself just was like 80 bucks. Just a scratched loose disc. 80 bucks, yeah, for like a <laughs> scratched loose disc. Uh, it's expensive, uh, you know. And so, obviously, that game's not there. But yeah. just talking about games that are expensive. But regular Paper Mario for N64 is also a pretty expensive game. So, yeah. you know, there are some great value games if you're talking about just, like, is it cheaper than buying an actual cartridge? Oftentimes, yes, this is the way to go. Yeah, but I do want to tell a little bit of a cautionary tale when mm-hmm. it comes to these N64 games because uh, if you recall, the N64 has the weirdest controller ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, we didn't think it was weird because it's just what we had. But now that like controllers have modernized and kind of standardized in a way, uh, it's super weird. And if you don't have some sort of N64 controller that's you know compatible with your Switch, whether that's the official NSO one or a third party, some of these games are kind of weird to play. Yeah. Like, even on a pro controller. Yeah, it's it's not so bad. So I can definitely say, like, I've only played Yoshi Story and Paper mm-hmm. Mario. Yoshi Story is a is a basically 2D platformer. No problems there. It doesn't really make use of like C buttons. Right. And that the C that's buttons where the are really where in. the issue comes in. Now, Paper Mario um, <clears throat> maps the C buttons to the right joystick. And like, mm. just so pressing down would be down, like left and right. So 
That's it, a pretty good fix. That is how it worked. On, and I don't know if all of them are that way. I was playing on a pro controller. Um, from what I understand, you can play these on one Joy-Con, but if you play it on one Joy-Con to access the C buttons, you have to hold down like one of the hold R or hold something. Again, one of the like shoulder buttons, and then the stick become, or maybe one of the buttons. Then the buttons become the, buttons the, C, become the C button. Yeah, which is actually pretty natural feeling, I think. Yeah, as far as the two methods go. Yeah, but I mean, like, still, that's not a great. I mean, either way, the N64 controller doesn't map super well onto no. it, but you can remap buttons. Yeah, but you have to do it through the system software, right? You can't do it in the NSO app, I don't think. I think so, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. But that, you can do it. So that's like remapping it like system-wide at that point. It's yeah. not exactly <laughs> game per, game by game, no. which is kind of annoying. Yeah. And if you think about the N64 controller, like A and B were kind of where... Let me make sure I get this right. So A and B was where like uh, Y and B is, right? Well, like... Yeah, you're. I mean, it's like on Nintendo controllers, A is on the right and B is on the left. Mm -hmm. But on the N64, they were the B was above A. Right. And uh, on the Switch, B is below A. Yeah, and and A is to the right of B. That's the way it is on. That's the way it was on the N64, right? I don't think so. A is to the right of B. Here, let's look at the back of my computer. Yeah, A is to the right of B. Yeah, just barely. Right, but A is... To the right. Oh, but B. it's below. That's the problem is it's below. B is below. You're right, yeah, yeah it's below. Yeah. So, kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> definitely like weird, and I think that's why, like, if you've ever played any Mario <clears throat> games um, where you need to, like, hold, run, and jump, um, mm. it's been mapped differently on modern controllers yes. to allow for you to have that more natural running and jumping. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, like, where it would have been A and B previously, mm -hmm. now it's like B and Y. And Y, yeah. yeah. So it's just a thing that, you know, it doesn't exactly map always. But, like, the games I've played, it's been no problem. <clears throat> um, but it, I think that with certain games, I could see there being more and more issues that pop up with that. Mm -hmm. It just it, It's going to be a game-by-game -game basis. Yeah, and Nintendo does make an official N64 controller remake that's wireless, that works with, you know, works with your Switch and all that. Uh, and as long as you're a expansion pack, or is it just NSO or do you have to have the expansion pack? Just NSO. Okay. So they'll sell it to you if you're an NSO subscriber, so they say. Uh, but I have not found this thing in stock one time, and no. I've looked. No, I, in fact, I check probably like every week or two. I just get on there just to look. In fact, I looked today, yeah. and nope, never. It's never available. It's always instantly sold out. It's I so think annoying. the only way to do it to get one would be like what eBay? we used to have to do. Well, I mean, maybe eBay, but I think uh, what we used to have to do for like finding a PS5 or Series X, you got to follow a Twitter bot or someone who follows it. Mm -hmm. As soon as it comes in the stock, jump on it. That's like so the only annoying. way to do it. To do for a controller, that's overkill. Yeah. But I mean, they just don't make a whole lot of these. I know. But I want one really bad. I have all the other NSO controllers and I want that one. So, yeah. But, but that being said, like uh, the Genesis, you really don't need. No. Uh, you don't need that because the Genesis only had a few buttons anyway. So it maps pretty well onto pretty much everything that you're going to want that you could use. So mm -hmm. you just really don't need it for Genesis. Yeah. It had more buttons in Japan, if I remember right. Six buttons. Yeah. yeah. And there is a Japanese version of the NSO controller, but yeah, we're not Japanese. So. We eventually got the six button uh, Genesis controller here in the States, but mm -hmm. um, the one that, you know, is in general, the Genesis controller is a three button controller. Yeah. So it's not that big of a deal, but the N64, it, it can make the experience better. I think I haven't done it, but I would think it definitely would. Mm -hmm. um, so, but what happens if you don't, you know, re-up your subscription? Like you say, you know, hey, I decided this wasn't worth it for me. I don't want to do a second year. What's going to happen? 
Well, you're not going to be able to play any of those games we just talked about. Yeah, <laughs> no N64, no yep. Sega Genesis. Nope, none of that. No more Ocarina of Time. Uh, in addition to that, you're going to lose your DLC. You know, so uh, Randy actually wrote in here some very specifics about Animal Crossing. You want to talk to us about that? Yeah, so like Animal Crossing had this DLC expansion, which opened up new areas you can go to. Um, so you wouldn't have access to those anymore, even though you previously did. Uh, but the one thing that they are allowing is that if you don't, you know, if you lose access to the DLC, you will get to keep items that you unlocked that were like uh, exclusive to the DLC. So if you have any like items that are placed in your house or like decorations or whatever, <laughs> you'll be able to keep those. That's good that they're not going to just going to like strip your wallpaper <laughs> off your right? wall yeah. and, you know, take your bed frame and you just like won't that. be able to have access to those exclusive areas that were, you know, to mm -hmm. the DLC. Yeah. You're also going to lose your uh, Splatoon 2 expansion. And uh, to me, what would be most devastating is you're, you're going to lose your Mario Kart DLC. Yeah. So you're going to be back to just straight old vanilla Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Oh, with just the 200 levels and you're not going to have those extra. You know. Yeah. I'm just kidding. There's actually not that many. No, there's, there's not, not that many courses. Uh, there are plenty of courses, I think, in mm -hmm. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, but. but it's like, I mean, you're getting so many through this DLC. You oh, get yeah. You get eight new courses every time they release. Yeah. We've already, and I think there's... Two, two so far, so we've had 16. Right, right. But how many is there going to be in all? I feel like well, there's going to be eight in all. Oh, I have no idea. I don't remember. I don't know. I may have pulled that number out of nowhere, but... I was, that I, would be 64 courses. That would I be don't. Huge. I really don't. That seems way too much. I don't think that's accurate. Maybe I. I maybe mean, it's four because they, they're releasing four. two Grand Prix per per wave. So yeah. I, I don't. You know what? Why are we? We have Google. We can look yeah. this up. But yeah, I mean, like, if you use these DLCs, um, then definitely losing out on them. If you actually use them, I do think that the NSO. Um, expansion pack is probably one of the better deals to get these DLCs if you split it mm -hmm. and you know divide it up. I really think that that is the key. You have to be, find people to split this with. Yes, make some friends if you don't have any or split it with some enemies. It doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> there are going to be six waves. Six. So not 64. There's going to be 48 courses, but that's still a crap. That's, that's a lot. That, that probably at least doubles what, uh, what was initially there, I would say, at least. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, don't I mean, know that how would, many courses were in there originally, but I would I say there's like, more than twelve Grand Prix. Uh, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But so, but let's say you decide that you do want to go ahead and continue with the NSO expansion pack, or you want to sign mm -hmm. it for the first time. Are there things coming up, like coming down the pipeline, that will make you excited and want to sign up? I personally think that in the very near future, maybe in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm that we will get something from Nintendo saying that they're adding even more to this service. I really do think that. What I, do you think it'll be? Well, I mean, like, everyone thinks Game Boy. Everyone mm -hmm. said Game Boy. But I don't know if that's just because that's the thing that makes sense to everybody. But it Nintendo never sense. does what makes sense. No. So, I don't know. I would like to what see Game Boy. I, I mean, you know, like, in a perfect world, I'd expect GameCube. But that's not going to happen. No, I don't for think so. For sure. I don't think that's going to happen. I, but I think I think Game Boy makes perfect sense, like yeah. like everybody says, because it's the portable system. Like that makes so much sense. I mean, what other than that? Because I don't think they're going to add GameCube because they're talking about all these remakes and remasters, and you know we've already got like Twilight Princess and all that. So no, wait, no, wait. I mean Skyward Sword. Yeah, um, Skyward Sword was a Wii game though. But oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. So anyway, that would be awesome. I, but I don't think I think the that. only GameCube game that we've gotten um, like a re-release of was. Um, Mario Sunshine. And that yeah. was in the triple pack. That was in the triple pack. Yeah. But uh, so, 
you know, but maybe there's been certainly rumors <clears throat> that Game Boy games are coming in one way or another. I mean, sorry, GameCube games are yeah. coming in one way or another. I do expect them just to be physical releases mm-hmm. that you can purchase separately. That would be so amazing if they added GameCube and we got like Melee with online play. Yeah, that'd be great. That would just that would just be a game changer. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. I, I really don't. I, I don't think Melee is coming back at all. Um, I think that. Nintendo hates that game? Yeah, I really don't think Melee's coming back at all. Ever. Because at that point, because Smash is such a competitive game, and yeah. if they bring back Melee, you know, the ultimate competitive scene is going to dwindle, and they want to keep Ultimate as the the current competitive game, you know? Yeah. I guess. So, I, I mean, know. if it was only supported through NSO, like, I don't know how competitive it could be, because that online can be pretty primitive, so. Right, yeah. Well, fair enough. But, uh, you know, say we do get Game Boy, uh, do you expect it to go to the expansion pack or do you think that'll be in the base NSO service? I think everything's going to go to the expansion pack from here on out. No more. Yeah, Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, I would like to see like, you know, I think it'd be awesome if like Game Boy uh, came to base base, and then we got like Game Boy Advance on the expansion pack. But that's like really asking for a lot. And I don't think Nintendo's going to do that because they never do. Why would they incentivize a program that's free, like when they have this paid subscription now, like from a business perspective, like yeah. Well, I mean, like base NSO is not free, but you're right; it's not free anymore. Yeah, it used to be, but it's tw- it's twenty dollars a year. Yeah. So I'm I, living I, in the I, major I, past. Yeah, you are. You're like living in 2018. What a year! <laughs> no man, that was a bad year. Um, that wasn't even a good year for gaming. 2017 was the good year for gaming. <laughs> it was a good year. Uh, it was. I don't want to get get uh, too sad here, but it was pre some pretty big world events. That, <laughs> well, that's that true. changed some things. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, so but you're right; it's not free anymore, but it's a lot cheaper. So I don't know why they would prioritize that. But the question at the end of the day is this, Daniel. I think I know the answer to this. Do you plan on signing up? We've already said this. Yes, I plan on signing yeah. up. Yeah, you plan on signing as long as we oh, can yeah. get some friends. I think I think it's definitely worth it. Definitely. Um, and like I said, if you're wanting to do this, definitely find some friends and split the cost. And then it's $10 a year. I really do think you're getting your money's worth at that point. Mm-hmm. I think even if you can only get like four or five friends or even just a couple friends, you know. Oh, I mean, anything would help. Yeah. For sure. Significantly. And then you got to use it. And that's the that's the really thing. And neither of us have really utilized it that much. No. But, not we, like also, it's full. but we also didn't pay that much for it. Right. So it's like, it ended up being okay. And we do want to stream some GoldenEye, you know, when it comes out with the online play and yeah. all that. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Things coming down. We didn't really get to oh, that. Yeah, Things yeah. coming down in the future. We're going to get GoldenEye. Yeah. We're going to get 1080. Mm-hmm. All the Mario parties. What else? There's uh, something else, too. Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. Yeah. Excitebox 64. There's some cool games coming up. Yeah. That may be, I don't know, there may be one or two more they announced, but yeah, cool, so like cool the, games. Those are for sure. And then, of course, Goldeneye, mm-hmm. you know. The big one. That's one of the big ones that's coming out. We don't know. They haven't put a release date on that, have they? I don't think so. But um, at least at this moment that we're recording this. Yeah, I think that there are some cool games coming up. But let us know, you know, if you've had NSO expansion back, if you're planning on keeping it or if you're planning on getting it for the first time, you know, is uh, a game like Goldeneye going to tempt you? Make you want to join the service? Yeah. I think a lot of people it will. I do too. And if I can tempt you even further, I did fact check us. And the Booster Pass courses will exactly double Mario Kart. Oh, so so it was 48 Okay, so it was 48. That's what I was thinking it would probably double it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I mean... Yeah, I'm not going to get into the quality of each course because they do vary. But well, uh, I mean, even the originals they vary. I mean, for but, sure. So for sure. 
let us know, guys. But we're going to go ahead and move on to our second segment of the podcast here. We're going to do something a little different. Uh, you know, we always go through a poll and we go through comments. And we're going to do that. But we're going to... Uh, what's different about this poll is that we only had one comment on it. But I thought it was really an interesting comment. Mm-hmm. Hell of a good comment. So, we asked over on YouTube, have you worked on your backlog lately? And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of games in their backlog. Mm-hmm. And uh, was interested... Have you been working on it? Have you been putting a dent in that backlog? And uh, 28% of people said yes, and 72% of people said no, they haven't done it. So pretty large. People were losing the war against backlogs. Yeah. I think a lot of people do, man. It's tough. <laughs> I know it's tough. I'm in I'm in the trenches right now, but but I am making progress. Yeah. So It's really, really tough. Yeah. But we had one especially meaty comment. Right, yeah. And I think the story is really interesting, and it made me think, like, we could do a whole podcast just on this one comment. Mm-hmm. So from Landon Stallings, he said, I actually found your channel after searching Steam Backlog on YouTube. I have over 400 Steam games I've amassed in the past five years since I started PC gaming. I've been making a point to play games for my backlog, and I've had a lot of fun and had some great new experiences. I do this thing where I buy new games at launch, and I'm super excited to play them, but when I get home, for some reason, I put it off and do other things. Landon, get out of my head, dude. I think it may be because between work, kids, and my wife, I just don't have the energy to learn a new game, and in my head, it feels like work. I looked back on my Steam account history, and I've spent $1,500 on Steam alone, not accounting for the 30-plus games I have on Switch. I have a 10-year-old and 2-year-old twins. I just can't justify spending the money on games I may or may not ever get to play since I average about two hours during the week and four hours or so on weekend evenings. Yeah. I mean, like... I identify with a lot of that comment. Yeah. Except for the, like, kids part and all that, but... Yeah. Um, Having 400 games on Steam, that's that's quite... I mean, that at that point, you are got to feel overwhelmed with, oh, with the amount of games. I mean, that's so many games. I wouldn't even, like... It would be hard for me to just sit down at the PC. I know. Like, <laughs> I can't look at it. I know. <laughs> well, and the thing is, it's not like something like Game Pass, where you have, like, a similar yeah. number of games, but you're just paying for a subscription to them. This is like games that you purchased... Now, yeah. I'm sure a lot of those games are probably relatively cheap because Steam probably. runs great sales mm-hmm. and, you know, you're probably a lot of those games are cheap, but probably a lot of them are expensive. We're talking about $1,500 worth of games here. Yeah. And I mean, he's just talking about Steam, but, you know, like you and I have talked about Epic is giving away like two free games all the time. Yeah. So I get on Epic all the time and claim free games. So I, I mean, don't really count those. I, though. I don't really count those as part of my backlog because yeah. they're free. So I'm like, I, mm-hmm. if I play them, cool. If I don't, if I never play them, it's not like a boss anything. Right. I feel the same way. Yeah. They don't really, they're not like my official backlog, but still, you know, like if you've paid for 400 games on Steam, it's just like, but the thing that spoke the most to me in this comment is where he said that he gets really excited buying a game on day one and then mm-hmm. for some reason just doesn't start them. Yeah. Like that. I, I totally identify with that. Yeah. I, I mean, I do that with, with shows like also, like there's a new season of Cobra Kai right now. Yeah. I love Cobra Kai. Have I started it? No. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know why. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's weird. like there's this part of my psychology that's like there's a block. Like, mm-hmm. it's really weird. It's really and and like this is the thing that I've found with games. Well, I just want to say that I looked today just to see. Mm-hmm. I have played this year so far. I have played sixty five. I think sixty five games this year. 65 different games. So I've started a lot of games. Yeah. And out of those 65 games, I fit played till the credits rolled on, I think it was like 45 of them. Mm-hmm. No, 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 more than that. 
almost 50 of them. Wow. I think that I had only abandoned 10 out of those 65. Yeah. So like I've played a lot of games this year. And what I always find is that every time I finish a game and I start a new game, I get that feeling of like, mm-hmm. I'm like, it feels like work to you start. You got to relearn it. You got to like relearn a game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have that like, those same emotions, even though I've played so many. Yeah. But what I found is that that feeling is only for like when you first, when you're five minutes into the game, it's gone. Yes. You're just loving it. But it, those five minutes can feel overwhelming. <laughs> Yes, they can. Yeah, but it literally just takes a couple minutes and then you're into it. It's really is the hardest part of starting a game is just starting a game. Yes. And you know, it's weird. Like that really doesn't apply to me to multiplayer games, like games that we're playing like online with friends that we're streaming or, or not streaming, like really just see if these in Fortnite are the only two that we've really done. Mm-hmm. And that didn't apply to me for either of those games because I was doing it like with people. Right. You know? But when you do it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It definitely is different. But it, it is a thing like, and if you're wanting to put a, a, a dent in your backlog, you got to keep in mind like. You just got to keep moving. You just got to keep going and just do it. And then that feeling of being like overwhelmed by starting a new game, which I think is there for everybody. And yeah. like, it happens to me and I've played so many games this year and it still happens to me every time I start a new game. You just got to do it because it's only there for the very initial beginning of the game. Then you're golden. Mm-hmm. And you, you really need to just find whatever is the most convenient way to set up your ability to play games. Do that and mm-hmm. have it ready. Yep. Because it helps a lot. Like no what, barriers. For me, that's like a handheld switch. Mm-hmm. Maybe for you, Landon, maybe maybe you spend five or six hundred more dollars for a Steam Deck. <laughs> and then maybe you realize you don't play that. And then maybe you send it to me. <laughs> you know, Or you play it and you love it. Win-win. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, though, portable gaming helps me, but, you know. Yeah. Whatever it is for you. And one of the things I actually suggested in a comment on this that I don't have up, mm-hmm. I suggested that, you know, hey, you know, if you're wanting to put a dent in this, maybe prioritize the games that cost you the most money because those are the ones mm. that are going to be, like, weighing on your conscience the most, yes. you know? Yes, So if you, like, spent $70 on one of those games, maybe play that one first. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's two ways to look at it. I think you can look at it that way. Or you could look at it as what are the shortest games that are going to cut down the number the quickest. Yeah, snowball. So whichever's hurting you the most. Yeah. Is it just get the number down or yeah. is it? Because yeah. I know I had like a two-hour indie game in my backlog on Switch. And I was like, I'm just going to play that real quick. And I did it in an afternoon. And I was like, cool, one one last game in my backlog folder, right. you know? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I do that too. Sometimes if I just play like a big, long game, sometimes I just want to play a little short one just mm-hmm. to, you know, knock one out. Palette cleanser. Yeah. But I think that in the future, we're going to do an entire episode where we dedicate more stuff to talking about backlog because I think that we continuously get comments and questions and, you know, people wanting to know how do I tackle my backlog. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we will do that in the future. So, you know, stay tuned for that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, before we move on to the last segment of the podcast, guys, we want to talk about our sponsor of the episode today, Cana Bridge of Spirits. We want to let you know, don't be afraid to get caned. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's it's only good. There's it, no nothing bad about getting caned. N- not not once you get past the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cana Brew of Spirits, guys. <laughs> we had to take the disc out of the case so we could throw the... Throw I the did, yeah. Re- yeah. You know, hashtag real talk. Uh, that, that disc had been in my PS5 for a while, and 
I took it out and put Last of Us Part One in, and I held the disc in my hand, and I saw the candy case, and I was like, "What do I do? Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't put the disc in the case because we throw the case." And then I remembered, like, what would twelve-year-old Daniel do? Well, he would stick the game in a in the previous game's case. Yeah, and then eventually lose, lose it, it and have no idea where it's at. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to happen to me. Yeah, that was past Daniel. And besides, that's a problem for future Daniel. Yeah. So, uh, games of the week, okay. Uh, Daniel, what games have you been playing this week? I know you've been off this week, but have mm-hmm. you been playing many video games? I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. <laughs> a lot of Fortnite. Um, me and Nick have been, we played Fortnite pretty late a couple times. Yeah. Um, but mostly Fortnite and a little Link's Awakening. Yeah. I still haven't started Last of Us Part 1, but... Uh, yeah, last week on the podcast, you said, yeah. I'm going to start it today, and it's been a week later. And uh, Well, we just talked about Landon Stallings' comment and the <laughs> psychology at play there, Randy, and I'm no exception to the rule. So, um, yeah. But I am excited. I think I'm going to... Like we talked about, I have some plans for that game. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm excited to start it, and I, I'm going to say again that I'm probably going to start it today, but I'm not going to like promise because... Because <laughs> that's just... But once you get started, you're going to yeah. love it. You just got to get into this. Oh, I know I'm going to love it. Yeah. It's the best game ever. Yeah, it's so, great. I know I'm going to love it. So, I was talking to Andy about it last night, as a matter of Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. Yeah. We were uh, talking about games and roller coasters and you know things that old friends talk about. Yeah. And uh, I just... I just mentioned that I thought The Last of Us was the best game of all time. And he was like, really? I wouldn't have guessed that. Because he, he started Fallout 3 recently, I think. And mm-hmm. he would have thought that maybe that was my favorite game of all time. And uh, anyway, he doesn't have a PS4, but I told him he could borrow mine. And he could borrow the remaster and part two and, yeah. play, and play them both. So oh, I so hope good. he does that. So good. So this week for me has been a big week for gaming. I have played a lot of games this week. What are you laughing about? It just reminded me of a scene from a movie that I'll talk to you about after the camera's off. Okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, I, like, I think last week when the, we were doing uh, the podcast, I talked about how I had started playing Near Automata. Well, I finished yes. that game, and guys, that is an S-tier game. So good. I, I really had no expectations going into it. I didn't know what it was like. I didn't know what type of game it was. But that is a must-play. 10 out of 10. Hmm. So, so good. What'd you play it on? I played it on... Well, I played it on my PS5, but I had the PS4 version of the hmm. game. I think... You know, it's coming to Switch soon. I don't know if it's going to be any good. But right. That's one of the games that's coming to Switch. I had no idea. I've never... You know, there was the original Nier game, and I didn't play that. I heard about it. And then Nier Automata. And then uh, this one. It, you don't have to play the first game to play on Automata. You really don't. The stories... It's an, like an action-adventure game. Uh, but it, the story's amazing. The gameplay is so much fun. If you haven't played this game, don't look up anything about it. Just go play it. I don't know anything about it it's, at all. Dude, I don't know anything about the setting. Or... It is so good. You have to play it. It's, it's, it... When does it come to Switch? Uh, it comes to Switch soon. It comes to Switch soon. It's been announced. I don't know that it's... Like, I don't know if the Switch version is going to be any good. Well, yeah. I mean, it's you never a, know. It's a it's a beautiful game. It's really gorgeous. Um, oh, come on. Square but, Enix is making me give him my birthday just to get the release date of this game. I'm on. glad it's coming to Switch because uh, more people will play it. And it is really, really great. And like I said, I had no expectations. And I was blown away by this game. Blown away. If you've played it, let us know your thoughts, because um, I'd like to know what you think about it. It comes out on uh, October the 6th. October 6th. And it's 40 bucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's an older game now. Yeah. I think it was released in, like, 2017. Yeah, 20- it was. I saw that earlier. Yeah. Cool. So good. 
Um, like I said, I just rented it through Gamefly just on a whim just because I was like, I just want to see what it's like. It was so good. Hmm. Yeah. This doesn't look like a game I would expect you to like, but I don't know the gameplay. I'm just looking at the screenshots. Like, is it a JRPG? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, it's a it's it's a JRPG, but it's it's like very. I mean, you don't have to tell me. Yeah, I, w- I would say you just need to experience it if you want to check it out. Interesting. It's the gameplay is very varied. It's it's really good. Um, hmm. Yeah, phenomenal game. It's a shame so, you didn't like it. So after that, I started playing. Um, I'm now neck deep in a couple 3D platformers. I started mm. a Pac-Man World Repack, which is a <laughs> remaster of a cult classic from the PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am a little over halfway through that game now. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you can imagine, a PlayStation 1 3D platformer is going to have its fair amount of, oh, yeah. of jank mm-hmm. and frustration. But... I do get why it's a cult classic. I get like why they felt like they needed to bring this forward to a modern era because I know that people really like this game. And um, it does have some, re- like for a very, I mean, this is going to be one of the very first 3D platformers of all time, mm-hmm. um, you know, very early. I get why people liked it a bunch. It's really good. It's level-based. It's not open world or like, it's not like a Mario. It's not sandboxy. It's, you know, just travel through the levels. And... Uh, it it's very some of it's very clever. The platforming is tight enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's got some frustrating elements to it for sure. Uh, but I get why they've wanted to remake this. How does it compare to like uh, like Crash? Um, I've you know I've not played Crash Bandicoot. So I don't know. Okay. Oh, I accidentally watched a video. I can't compare it. Um, I'd say that it's most similar in terms of games that I've played. I would say that it's. It's, it's definitely unique. It definitely stands on its own. It's very level-based. I'd say it's like, in terms of modern equivalents, it's most equivalent to like maybe a 3D world. Okay. Or something where, you know, it's a level-based 3D yeah. platformer. And in fact, I'm playing, the other game I'm playing right now is Super Mario 3D Land on the uh, 3DS. 3DS. So very similar games because they're both level-based 3D platformers. Nice. The Super Mario Land is... Uh, got way less frustration (laughs) it's uh you know obviously it's a lot more modern but it is a lot easier Mm -hmm. it's not a super hard game yeah yeah i wouldn't expect it to be no that's one i wanted to play i actually do own that one so it's it's very good it's very good Uh, i'll say it's quality but uh so those are the two that i'm working through oh and Catherine and i finished playing paper mario Mm -hmm. it was also very good and it's been long though. That game is long. Mm-hmm. You, it is not a uh, short undertaking. Like it's got, I think probably eight worlds, and each world is multi-hour. You know, wow. so you know it takes you a while to get through. It's a big, expansive game and uh, turn-based combat. But we both really enjoyed it. We gave it an yeah. eight out of ten. Well, I'm, I was excited to hear that uh, you guys that Catherine was going to get into Fortnite with us. So <laughs> she's not going to be playing Fortnite with us. <laughs> Uh, oh, we started Stray last night. Did you? Yeah. How is it? Um, it's interesting. So we we only played it for an hour, but in that hour... What are you playing it on? PS5? PS5, yeah. And it is just um, an exploration game, really. Yeah. You're just kind of like going through and exploring and, and moving through these levels. Well, it's not... I guess it's levels. It's like areas. Mm-hmm. I guess it's open world, kind of, but it's very linear. But you're just kind of moving through and exploring, and there are some light puzzle elements. There are some like 
action-y sequences yeah. so far. But we're only an hour in. Would you agree with the sentiment? Well, you're only an hour in. But the, yeah. the sentiment that I ended up kind of eventually cementing itself, that I heard so much online anyway, was um, that if it wasn't a cat game, it probably wouldn't be that great. I mean, like, I'm... I'm interested I, like to that see. That was the allure for everybody. Is like, oh yeah, my god, it's, you're, a cat. it's a cat game, and and they've nailed some of the ask. You know, like being a cat owner mm-hmm. um, and seeing how cats interact and how they behave and stuff like they nailed that. Yeah, and so that is really cool. Um, did you see that Jackson Galaxy did some some videos of him playing Stray? Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> that I didn't funny. watch him do it. But I did. I, did he enjoy it? I'm oh sure yeah, he, he loved it. He yeah. was like, I could stay in this world forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's cool, uh, but we're only an hour in. I'll have to give an update later once I've kind of really mm-hmm. established my thoughts on it. Right. And uh, same thing with, uh, I think I'll probably do some reviews on these games in the future, so look out for those. Yeah. And uh, I'll maybe at that point I'll really have made up my mind on what it's like. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think about it, but yeah. Well, does that bring us to the end, Randy? I believe it does, Okay. Yeah. Well, we have a special message for those of you that have stuck around to the end, so... We talked last week about how, or maybe in the previous week, anyway, two, weeks two weeks ago, about how we wanted a little sign-off for people who actually stick around to the end. Because only about 10% of people do. Yes. I've looked at the stats. And we we searched our hearts, and we, we decided that the only way to be really true to us and, and the kudzu that lives within us is for anybody who sticks around to the end of the video to comment three for Dale. Okay, that's three the number. F-O-R the word, Dale, D-A-L-E. And if you understand why, even better. So <laughs> yeah. call me, give me a three for Dale if you're still yeah. here. Put a three for Dale in the comments if you make it all the way to the end. Let us know you made it. Because you're, you're a part of an elite club here. Really, only, uh, you know, it varies depending on the, the podcast. But in general, about 10% of people make it all the way to the very end of the podcast. So you're in an elite crew here. So let us know by commenting three for Dale. We want to know who, like, you know, who are like people who always yeah. hang out with us? We want to know who yeah. you are. We so. want to know who you are, and we yeah. want to, we want to support the intimidator. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, until next time, guys. I'm Randy, and I'm Daniel, and this has been Gaming Gig Three for Dale. <laughs>